Please get ready for Yoga Nidra. Consider your preparation an act of self-love. There will be no movement in Yoga Nidra, so set yourself up to support you. Lie down on your back. Notice if you would like a cushion under your neck. Ensure that your head and shoulders are on the same level. You may also wish to place something under your knees or even a small towel under your back. You are adopting the position of Shavasana. Your body is straight from head to toe. Your legs are slightly apart. Your toes fall outward and your arms are away from your body, palms face up. Adjust your entire body now. As once instructed, you will no longer move. Adjust your position, your clothes, the surface you are laying on. Move and shift until you are completely comfortable. During Yoga Nidra, there should be no physical movement. Close your eyes and keep them closed until you are told to open them. Allow your head to tilt back. Feel as though the features of your face are falling away from your nose, melting down towards your ears. You may be anticipating this particular session, the goddess Freya, Norse goddess of war, fertility, sexuality, and material wealth. You may be anxious or excited about an event in your future, or you may be ruminating on a past event or situation. Adopt an attitude of detachment from all of it. Trauma, expectation, and outcome. In waking life, expectation and rumination take us out of the present moment. In Yoga Nidra, we consciously choose to be in the present moment, here and now. We do this to train our subconscious mind to detach from the waking life emotions which pull us away from who and what we truly are. Take a deep inhale. Inhale everything that came before this moment and everything that comes after. And as you breathe out, exhale the conscious effort of the thinking mind releasing. Anything that is not right here in this moment right now is flowing out of you. Let it go. Be here right now. Notice your physical body and your thoughts. In the practice that follows, you're going to develop the feeling of deep relaxation. It's not necessary to make movements or to relax your muscles. Simply allow the feeling of relaxation to occur naturally, organically. Close your eyes as if entering into an ancient dream. You find yourself lying prone on the ground. You feel as if you have just ascended from the underworld. You feel your body getting heavy. All of your bones and muscles are like heavy weights anchoring you 
into this position. Notice the weight of your heels, your calves, your thighs, your hips. And notice the space between your low back and the floor. Notice the weight of your ribs, your shoulders, elbows, and hands. Notice all of the spaces between your body and the floor and all of the touching points. The space between the back of your neck and the floor and the weight of your head. When relaxation becomes super deep, like you have just before sleep, you must keep yourself awake. It is very important. Make a resolution to yourself now. I will not sleep. I will remain awake through the entire practice. During Yoga Nidra, you are functioning on levels of hearing and awareness only. Follow my voice without intellectualizing the instructions. This disturbs mental relaxation. Allow thoughts to come into your mind. You're not trying to stop them. When they do, Continue the practice. Listen to my voice. Observe your thoughts and say, I am thinking. Now I will listen. Continue listening with total attention and feeling. Allow yourself to become calm and steady. Develop your awareness of your whole body from the top of your head to the tips of your toes and focus on the importance of complete stillness. Say to yourself mentally, I am aware I am going to practice Yoga Nidra. Repeat this to yourself three times. practice of Yoga Nidra begins now. In this moment, it is time to make your resolve or your sankalpa. This is the intention for your practice. You state a simple statement, simple language, precise and clear wording. This will penetrate the subconscious mind. You can either choose one according to your own needs or choose one of the following examples. Allow one to come to you naturally. Don't be in a hurry, and once you choose, do not change it to another. Follow your intuition. I will have shame-free sexual experiences. I will honor my choices and forgive my immoral actions. I will enable fertility of new ideas and rebirth in my life. I will awaken my inner sorceress. I will practice casting spells and practicing witchcraft. I will fully acknowledge the need for death in some parts of my life. I will awaken my indomitable will. 
I will acknowledge and own my ability to change the world. I will accept my love of the finer things in life. Discover a resolve and state it in a short statement, three times with full feeling and emphasis. The resolve you make in Yoga Nidra is bound to come true in your life. We now begin the rotation of consciousness, rotating your awareness on a journey through the parts of the body. As quickly as possible, the awareness goes from part to part, repeated after me in your mind, and simultaneously become aware of that. Remain alert, do not concentrate intensely. Become aware of the right hand thumb, second finger, third finger, fourth finger, fifth finger, palm of the hand, back of the hand, wrist, lower arm, elbow, upper arm, shoulder, armpit, right waist, right hip, right thigh, kneecap, calf muscle, ankle, heel, sole of the foot, top of the foot, big toe, second toe, third toe, fourth toe, fifth toe. Become aware of the left hand thumb, second finger, third finger, fourth finger, fifth finger, palm of the hand, back of the hand, wrist, lower arm, elbow, upper arm, shoulder, armpit, left waist, left hip, left thigh, kneecap, calf muscle, ankle, heel, sole of the foot, top of the foot, big toe, second toe, third toe, fourth toe, fifth toe. Now become aware of the right shoulder blade, the left shoulder blade, the right buttock, the left buttock, the spine, the whole back together. Now go to the top of the head, top of the head, forehead, both sides of the head, right eyebrow, left eyebrow, space between the eyebrows, right eyelid, left eyelid, right eye, left eye, right ear, left ear, right cheek, left cheek, nose, tip of the nose, upper lip, lower lip, chin, throat, right chest, left chest, middle of the chest, navel, 
abdomen. The whole of the right leg, the whole of the left leg, both legs together, the whole of the right arm, the whole of the left arm, both arms together, the whole of the back, buttocks, spine, shoulder blades, the whole of the front, abdomen, chest, the whole of the back and front together, the whole body together, the whole body together. Please do not sleep, no sleeping please. Total awareness, no movement, no sleeping. The whole body on the floor. Your body is lying on the floor. See your body lying perfectly still on the floor in this room. Visualize this. Become aware of your breath. Feel the flow of your breath in and out of your lungs. Notice it rise in your chest. Do not try to change the rhythm. Do not try to change the flow. Your breath is natural, exactly as it is. You are not doing the breath. You do not need to exert any effort. Just be, just breathe. Be aware of your breath, your natural quiet breath and your movement. You feel the breath flow into your belly on the inhale and exhale out from the belly. The breath is rising and falling slightly, lifting and lowering the belly. Each and every breath expands on the inhale and contracts on the exhale. No force is needed no exaggeration. Simply concentrate on the physical sensation of breath, how it naturally synchronizes with the rise and fall of your belly. Continue this awareness. Make sure that you are aware. Draw your attention to your nostrils. Become aware of the breath through the nostrils. The natural breath flows through both nostrils and meets at your third eye, Ajna. Become aware of both breaths separately and simultaneously. Concentrate on each breath and visualize them coming in from a distance, drawing near and uniting at the eyebrow center, Ajna, the center of your intuition and your inner knowing. The breaths come in from individual nostrils, meet at Ajna, and then depart again. Imagine the breaths coming from one side only, 
the breaths pause at the third eye before departing from the opposite side. The breath pauses completely expelled from the nostril and then returns back up again, that same nostril, pauses at Ajna and then departs again from the opposite side. This balancing breath work represents a healthy balance of all that you are, the relationship you have with yourself, and how you accept fully all parts of you. Masculine and feminine, sexual and demure, life-giving and battling to death, sorceress and human, willful and serene. Concentrate on each breath and try to determine if there is more of a flow through one or the other nostril, more of a coolness or a smoothness, more of a heaviness or a warmth. In Hatha, we say the left nostril is Ta, Moon, Ida, feminine, cooling, the right nostril breath is ha, sun, pingala, masculine, warming. Ta, left, cool, ha, right, warm. Continue your awareness of the breath, but now imagine you are breathing through alternate nostrils, in through one and out through the other up and down through the heart and back, up and down through the belly and back. Maintain awareness and begin to count each breath. Full attention, 27 to one. Inhale left 27, exhale right 27. Inhale right 26, exhale left 26, so on. Continue counting and breathing to zero. If you lose count or track of the side or reach to zero, Go back to 27 and start again. Stop counting and remain aware of the breath only. Inhale evenly through both nostrils now. Inhale fully into the belly. Total awareness, no sleeping. Awareness of sensations, desire. Awaken the sensation of desire. You are passionate. You know what you want, 
and you want it so badly you would do anything to get it. Think of the material thing that you wanted most in this world, that you lusted after. An object, something tangible, material. Bring yourself there. You want this thing so terribly that it causes a physical ache in your body when you do not have it. Everyone has wanted something this intensely at some point in their life. Awaken that desire. You would do anything. You would sign a contract for sexual favors just to get this item you are so determined to possess. Your desire burns so strongly that you concede You sign. Shame. Awaken the sensation of shame. You have signed the contract, trading sexual favors for material possession. You have completed and held true to your word, and now you possess. You have acquired that which you most wanted. You are thrilled, satiated, placated, satisfied. And yet, you feel as though the means with which you came upon this material wealth are incredibly shameful. You feel wrong for what you did, filthy, despicable, was it necessary? Would you do it again? You feel deep remorse and total shame, and yet you are not sure you may ever forgive yourself for what you have succumbed to, allowing desire to motivate these sinful deeds, these contracts you made with your soul, your gifts, Now while your whole physical body is quiet and not moving, begin to become aware of your subtle energy, the subtle desires of your body, your physical body. It is still, yet your subtle energy is always moving, as if it is always wanting, seeking, without your conscious control. Feel where you are still wanting. Where is your desire coming from? What is it that your energy is telling you it wants? What is your energy of pitta, your internal fire, that wishes to possess, to achieve, to dominate, to control? This is your fire your motivation, your drive. Embrace it. It does not have to control you, and yet it can overtake you if you let it. Become aware of the feelings and sensation this brings up for you.
space. Withdraw your mind and concentrate on the space in front of your closed eyes, the space between your eyebrows, your chittakasha, ajna. Imagine before you a transparent screen through which you can see infinite space. Concentrate on this space and become aware of any phenomena that manifests within it. Anything you see is manifesting before your eyes, the state of your mind. Continue awareness of this space, but do not become involved. Practice detached awareness. This is your astral body, beyond the physical, beyond the breath and space, beyond the mind. Vijnanamaya Kosha, the psychic and causal dimension of your highest self. Death. Awaken the experience of death. Everything dies at some point. The seasons change, plants die off, animals die when they are not fed, Sometimes animals viciously attack one another. Humans murder one another savagely during war. Even siblings kill one another for the defeat of their perceived enemy. Casualties of war are all around you. Imagine their dead bodies strewn about, people's innards spilling out of them blood everywhere, flies buzzing around the rotting flesh. The horses they rode into battle on are similarly ravaged. There is no sign of life and horrid scenes of gore surround you. Awaken brutal, murderous death. salvation. Awaken the experience of salvation. Imagine you are free from death, immortal. You have no fear of what is to come and nothing can harm you. Here, who you are and what you do are limitless. Death no longer exists. It's as if it were a distant memory and you have been carried away from this battlefield. You are in a golden chariot led by the goddess herself, Freya, mistress, the lady, a great beauty, irresistible to humans and gods alike an idol to women everywhere, of a beautiful temptress. Rebirth, the breaking point. Awaken the sensation of exhaustion, of having nothing left to give. 
Imagine you have been growing an energy inside of you for nine months. You have used up all of your resources, your breath, your fluids, your enzymes, your blood, vitamins, organs, all have been working overtime. Double the effort to build this dream inside of you, this miracle. It has taken everything you could possibly muster to get to this point. Every last bit of energy has been drawn out of you and gifted to this dream, this vision, this entity, this idea, passion, this being. You have given all that you have and you have made it to a point where it is about to be born. And yet, at this peak moment, at this time when every ounce of energy you have put in is coming to an end, but it is still not quite there. It needs one final push to break through to the next phase, yet you have nothing left to give. You have been depleted of every atom of energy you could muster. You simply do not have it in you. All that is needed is one final push. You breathe in the deepest breath you feel you have ever taken in your life. And you find yourself suddenly surrendering. You are allowing what was keeping you from giving the next phase of your growth to die. Death has overcome you. Like the close of a battle, you lie in corpse pose on the ground, a fallen soldier who valiantly fought for her cause. You allow the very earth to birth, to birth forward. You have given up. You have let go of the old. You have given it all to goddess. Suddenly you awaken as if you have been given new life. You look up at this immense beauty, charioting a vision of golden waves. You are soaring through the skies towards Asgard. Plummeting through billowing clouds as you soar to your destination a palace field in Norse heaven, Folkvanger. Here, birch, sandalwood, elm, and apple trees are in full bloom. Cloaked in a golden aura that surrounds you, the chariot and the goddess, wearing a winged Viking helmet with golden blonde hair, glistening with highlights of passionate red, blossoming and flowing out from underneath the crown. 
seems to be crying. She is weeping for yours and the other souls who have fought so valiantly in battle, yet have met this fateful demise. And as you gaze closer to the corners of her eyes, you notice they are not tears at all, but tiny droplets of liquid gold and amber. She seems almost drenched in it from head to toe with a heavy golden brisangaman jewel, an enormous rune-inscripted pendant laden around her neck. She wears golden earrings and has golden nails. Everything is gold. She is the sorceress, the enchantress of this chariot and leader of the Valkyrie, a group of maidens who choose the first half of the dead worthy of a place in the heavens. They are the daughters of royalty and lovers of heroes and other mortals of Asgard. King Odin resides over the palace at Valhalla where the other half of the dead are brought. Both palaces are of the nine worlds of Norse. Midgard, the world of humanity. Asgard, the world of Iser, the tribe of gods and goddesses. Vanaheim, the world of the Vanir, a tribe of gods and goddesses. Juntenheim, the world of the giants. Nifelheim, the primordial world of ice. Muspelheim, the primordial world of fire. Alfheim, the world of the elves. Nidavellir, the world of the dwarves. And Hel, the world of the eponymous goddess of the dead. You are among the first pick of half of the dead Freya is presiding over, and you are being taken to the fields of endless golden flowers to live out eternity in the realm that sits upon the highest, sunniest branches of the world tree, Yggdrasil. This mighty tree's trunk rises at the geographical center of the Norse spiritual cosmos. The rest of the cosmos is arrayed around it and held together by its branches and roots. This creates an interconnected latticework through all the various parts of the cosmos. The well-being of the cosmos depends upon the well-being of the world tree. When it trembles, it signals the destruction of it all. The world tree is the friend of the clear sky, so tall that its crown is above the clouds. Its heights are snow-capped like the tallest mountains, and the dews that fall in the dales slide off its leaves. The tree is windy, surrounded by frequent fierce winds at its heights. No one knows where its roots run. They stretch all the way down to the underworld, which no one 
except shamans can see before they die. This is where the gods hold their daily council and you are at once surrounded by the most holy in all the land. You notice that there are, seems to be music streaming from the chariot, like harps and flutes, scintillating drum beats, singing bowls, angelic voices, including that of Freya. All are singing songs of love with lyrics of romantic poetry that seem to speak to the very core truth of your feeling of love. Freya seems to be one with fire and air. There is an aura of hypersexuality about her, as well as that of the air of spring, Taurus energy, Venus, soaring through the clouds, and a lover of beautiful words. She wears a cloak of falcon feathers that allow her to fly or shapeshift as she roams the nine worlds, searching for her husband, Odor, to return. He takes to traveling frequently and she feels the absence of him very deeply. She cries golden tears in her longing for him and those that fall to the sea as she sails through the skies on her cerulean blue cat-led chariot are carried by her very own falcon wings. The tears turn to amber as they fall into the crisp blue sea. At once the goddess is dressed in lovely green silken robes and simultaneously appears to be naked her gorgeous, voluptuous figure is arousing to the point of irresistibility. A magical golden boar, Hidisvini, whose hair billows golden in the winds of time, accompanies her. Having been teased by her adopted son to be her human lover in disguise, Using her magical falcon cloak, she is therefore accused of being immoral by riding her lover in public. But Freya does not entertain such foolish hypocrisies, for she knows herself and her worth and owns her own self-truth fully. Her bright cerulean blue eyes glow like the silk-like coats of her chariots blue-gray, sky, and indigo cats were once witches and were turned back into witches after serving Freya for seven years faithfully. She speaks to you. Come, sister. Let me show you what I know and am not ashamed to tell. I will teach you. Sacrificial offerings. Freya speaks. I am a Volva goddess, a seed kona, 
a very highly respected and highly feared crone who cuts ties with her family in order to travel from city to city, providing services, satyr, witchcraft to others. I am accompanied by Sadkona, handmaidens and aristocratic women who are faithful to me. I am the goddess of war and that during those times is one of the only when I will stay home. It is then that I will work and spin magic in favor of my god and our Valkyrie at war. As Volva, we are known and regarded worldwide as having the sole power to change the entire world. We have even saved entire tribes from famine and starvation. I carry a staff, a wand that takes on the image of the tool used to spin linen. This is the magic that is linked back to the gnomes, figures in North mythology who weave the strings of fate. The wand attempts to capture that magic in humans. Where other witches do spells to bend things to their will, we, Kona pull the strings to our will. My wand is the symbol for this weaving magic. practice of Seder. Witchcraft involves drumming and trance work as a heavy part of healing crafts. Plants that help create hallucinogenic images and feelings that induce trances are often used. Blood and human sacrifice are also widely needed to create the magic that change of the world needs. This includes sexual rights as a form of magic. This is not a path for those who wish to walk a white magic path. You can be inspired by this path and not fully identify with it or not choose to practice it. And there are also benefits if you do. Know that you may have been forsaken in a previous life for not being able to provide the solid proof of bending others' perceived reality to your will. You may be feeling called to this path because you are a traveler. Volva traveled greatly. They were summoned by tribes, much like priests were summoned for demonic banishing. They were specialists and crones, or old sage, wisdom-filled elders. They had been through enough to earn the title. Freya is a traveler to different villages within the Nine Realms, who teach shamanism to cast spells and bring witchcraft to other seekers of the pagan arts, even the gods themselves. Freya speaks. I was accepted by them, but simultaneously carried the status of other from other witches, for they were intrigued by my knowledge and wisdom 
but still feared and distrusted me for the power my spells had. I hold the power to grant magic, and I can therefore help you to invoke your own power for spellcrafting. My magic is called Seder, trance magic, which includes shape-shifting and astral projection. I possess a falcon cloak, which allows any who wear it to transform into a bird and fly. All you need to invoke me or any other goddess whom you wish to receive the energy of healing from is to create a simple but intentional offering for the goddess. A small altar will do. Any surface that is clean and worthy of sacred items of deep intrinsic value. Place the items upon the altar in reverence to me. Apples, gold fabrics, candles, a piece of amber or a single piece of golden jewelry and invoke one or more of my sacred gifts. Say them aloud. Goddess, I place these items in honor of you so that I can experience your competence and magnetism in all aspects of my life. Freya may call to you when you have a sudden urge to step into witchcraft completely or even just to enter into it to begin. If you have felt the call to shamanism or to casting spells, if you have dabbled in wand making or find yourself and your hands creating strange items, totems, or movements that may feel bizarre to you, it is Freya's energy speaking to you through these. Welcome her in. Welcome her witchcraft into your life and revel in what you know to be true, what you have power over in your own life. I myself felt called to the role of sorceress while visiting the ancient temple grounds of Angkor Wat. I would carry my talisman, my deities, sage, leaves, incense, candles, fire, and welcome in the guides, spirits, and gurus of old. I would sacrificially honor the gods who had come before me and worship, chant, rock, and practice yoga inside of some of the oldest, most magical dwellings of intuitive beings who created these sacred giant shrines with their minds. At times, I had no idea what I was doing. I had never done anything like this before in my life. And yet, my hands, body, and arms would travel around the spaces, doing what could only be perceived by outsiders as rituals, casting spells, and astral projection, calling upon the priestesses of old, my own fellow goddess incarnations, and other spirits to join me in the creating of the world we all choose to live in, in this dimension. Freya is here for you. If you have experienced this call to create magic on any level, fertility and choosing the energies to rebirth in your life, 
Freya chooses half of all of the souls after battles to bring with her back to her magical heavenly gardens at Folkvanger. In her palace, they are adorned with gold, amber, and allowed to dance among the richest of earthly delights in heaven, where they are eternal. Death is something we cannot avoid, and yet Freya contains the power to rebirth whichever souls or entities she chooses, and she gets first pick. Even her husband, Odor, does not get to choose first, but Freya does. She is given the power of first choice for which energy will be most fertile. Where can you choose to rebirth something in your life that has fallen dead? What had the greatest potential, the most passion, the most aligned reason for existing? Where can you step into your power and allow and acknowledge that dream to be given a new chance, a new light, a new opportunity to thrive, a new birth? Relieving your deep shame in sex with whomever you choose and celebrating your divine sexual magnetism. Freya speaks to you now. I am unapologetically promiscuous, dear goddess sister. I take lovers of my choosing in exchange for sexual favors, for items of material value. Even within my own marriage, and with my husband's knowledge. I liberate you to the time when infidelity did not carry the stain of sin, when the shaming of adultery was not present in society, and into a realm where gods, goddesses, mortals, and beasts roam together in harmony. I was not only fondled by and entered into a contract with four hideous dwarfs in order to receive the gift of a shimmering necklace that I most desired, a beshaman, the most gorgeous piece of jewelry I had ever laid eyes on. I also slept with each of them over the course of four days and nights, which was their wish, for no amount of money that I possess would be enough for them to pass this incredible work of art into my possession. I traded the possession of my dignity and material gain for their possession of my body. I was bewitched by the sparkle of the beautiful necklace and I was overcome with madness. I forgot Odor, my husband, my two lovely daughters. I even forgot I was the queen of air. In my madness, I agreed to the pact my seeming sin was revealed to Odor by a tricky, sinister man, and he left the palace, traveling to far distant lands. I was doomed to a penance for my immorality, to roam the realms forever in search of my husband, and wearing the besingaman as a reminder of the contract I entered into. However, I do not view it as a punishment. 
I love my husband, and I entered into this contract as a fair trade for something temporary to get what I wanted. There is power in my choice, and I chose boldly. What others perceive of me is their choice, and none of my business. How I choose to live out my fate with empowerment is my own choice, and I will continue doing it. I cry, and my tears turn to gold as they fall upon the rocks of the earth. The tears I weep for the lost souls at battle, for the physical delights they no longer get to partake in, and the tears I weep that fall into the ocean turn to amber, warm, glowing love light. Here they return to their element of water. I am replenishing the earth with my own water element. These spells I am casting for the greater good of the earth. With my tears, I will change the world. I still roam in the realms in search of my odor, and yet I know that the desire to roam comes from within me. For we are never separate, for nothing can break the bonds of true love. You have committed sinful and shameful acts. We all have committed them. There are things we have done sexually, specifically, that we hold hurt within our own hearts around, that we can no longer accept about ourselves and that we punish ourselves endlessly over. Coming to terms with sexual acts that you have committed willfully is an act of self-love and a deep healing essential to transition into your powerful goddess energy. I myself have committed various acts of sexual deviance and was forced to face the shame I had around this issue for it would eat me alive if I let it. Use Freya's example as sexual deviant and her promiscuous nature to call in your inner temptress. Embody and embrace that part of you. Whether it was a time in your life that has passed or a phase you are currently experiencing, know that what you are feeling and whether you engaged in these acts consciously or unconsciously, that they were meant to happen and wouldn't have if not. Embrace what they did bring into your life, even if that is just awareness that you do not wish to hold that shame any longer. Do practices like burning rituals, past life regressions, and inner child healing work to bring these situations to the present surface for you again and again, and acknowledge that you are still worthy of pleasure and sex. You are still worthy of a loving partner the way you wish to be loved. You are still worthy of a life free from shame of past, future, or present. Demoralizing or immoral acts. Just as Freya is viewed as riding her human lover around in public in sexual copulation while married to a god of heaven and chooses to accept that these statements are not true, so too can we embody the goddess 
to allow ourselves greater acceptance of however we choose to live our lives. Owning your adoration of material possessions. Freya is equivalent to Taurus energy, earthly delights. She says, I revel in the finer aspects of the quality things in life. I am a goddess. I am sacred, revered and worshipped by many. I have humility and I do not have to be downtrodden or impoverished in suffering, wearing rags and not adorning myself with beautiful things I love in order to master my divinity. I do not abide by a lack mentality, that I do not deserve abundance or to earn money that is a direct reflection of the value I provide for others. I was paid handsomely by many witches across the land whose homes and realms I entered into because I was called to. They acknowledged my presence, welcomed me in, and paid me handsomely, even excessively, for my lessons. What if you could be abundant in material wealth, dear sister? What if you could embody the various gifts of your divine essence? and offer them as a willing exchange for others who are seeking precisely what you have to offer. My numerology is 13. My lame correlates to Friday. I am golden-haired and cry tears of gold and amber. I enjoy earthly delights. Don't you? Even my children are named Nos and Gersemi, which both mean treasure or thing that is considered precious or valuable. Aren't the very tears you have cried, goddess, allowed and accepted by Mother Mary, taking the form of precious metals or jewels themselves? If you've never considered it, visualize it now. What jewels do you wish to procure from your own inner wisdom so that they lavishly grace your elegant form, embedding their clarity, uniqueness and rarity and freedom from deficits into your very soul? In order to incarnate me in your life, chant, call me in on my day a Friday. Play music that makes you feel powerful, magnetic, loving, being in your body, and attractive, sensuous, beyond belief. Choose a Bushingaman of your own. Draw a symbol, a sigil, or a pentagram around it to seal the energy that is Freya this self-assured magnetic energy that you've raised will be evident to you, everyone who encounters you, as well as all of your lovers. Celebrate the energy of your own beauty, self-enchantedness. Can you view yourself as magnetic, not simply beautiful, but luring all types of beings, gods, humans, even bizarre beasts, dwarfs, and gnomes 
Can you own when you feel the stares of others lusting after you? And you can embrace and call upon that energy for yourself? Goddess, I give to you the gifts of freedom, sexuality, free from shame, honoring your choices and forgiving your own actions. You have enabled the fertility of new ideas and rebirth of self through trust and taking actions unashamed. You have awakened your inner sorceress and can now cast your own spells and practice witchcraft intuitively as it flows through you. You fully acknowledge and witness the death of some parts of your life and you use your indomitable will to allow that to transpire. You will allow the rebirth of the finer aspects and material possessions of life. Goddess, your dreams will change the world. Take some deep breaths, and when you feel ready to emerge, Begin to awaken yourself, yourself with newfound gifts. You are aware and back in your physical body. Slowly become aware of this. Become familiar once more with the space beneath you, around you, within you. And whenever you are ready to bring this power of sorcery into your life, sit up slowly and open your eyes. Return to your self-empowerment and reconnect with the outside world in your own time. The practice of Yoga Nidra is now complete. Sat, Chit, Ananda, Being, Consciousness, Bliss.